Encourage Radio family. This is Ron, Raina, and Jacob coming at you today. How's everybody doing? Doing good. Awesome, awesome. We're ready to have some fun today. We are ready to have some fun. And we know this finds you guys at different moments of the day. Um, in the car line, um, driving home, buying groceries. Getting dressed in the morning. Getting dressed, workout time. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you can't sleep and you're like, man, your podcast always puts me to sleep. I don't know. <laughs> That's kind of a seminary joke, believe it or not. So a seminary joke, when we were when we were going through college and seminary, it was kind of funny. One of our professors told us, they said, one of the best ways to go to sleep is to listen to preaching. Oh. And we're like, what in the world? Yeah. And so it's sort of as a joke, we would, we'd listen to certain pastors that we favored. And uh, yeah, yeah, anyway, so, but whether you, wherever you find yourself listening to this, it is our prayer and it's not a play on words. It is by design that this is called Encourage Radio. Yes. And it is a reason why it's spelled the way it is. One, it's biblically out of Joshua chapter one, to be strong and of great courage. That's what we pray. But we pray that this lightens your day. We pray it informs and um, helps you guys be better at being a mom, being a dad, being a family, aunt, uncle, grandma, grandpa. Um, even as a, maybe we have some kiddos watching, uh, listening, maybe it helps you be a better kiddo. Um, we don't know, right. As you're in the van ride. So, all right, here's what we're, here's what we're going to talk about today, Raina. Wow. Look at the title of this one. Stop saying, because I said so. Mm. Wow. That's kind of an in your face title, isn't it? And why our kids say, I don't want to. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Wow. Perfect. So what happens? So when we say, because I said so. Why do they say, I don't want to, or, mm-hmm. or some form of back at you? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, or if it's just in their brain that they're yeah. thinking. Boy, you can see that, can't you? <laughs> right. Saying it with their eyes. <laughs> yeah, that body language, that attitude, they're just looking at you. So that's what we're going to talk about today. That is sort of a, um, you know, upfront and honest um a, a statement this morning, but let's be fair. I don't know that you've ever said it, Raina, but I know I did. I mean, I think every parent, it's some form, whether you whisper it, whether you think it, you just kind of get to the point there, getting little Johnny and little little Susie ready for the beach, ready for the lake, mm-hmm. um, just come to dinner, clean their room. And after like millions of arguments or reasons and what you thought was a rational discussion, finally, you're just like, you know what? Because I said so. Yeah. Oh, I get it. We've all been there. I have. Um, but let's talk about that. Like, why? Why are we told, why are we instructed um, to not say that? And so let me just go ahead and give it to you up front while you're listening. If you only have a few minutes, here's today's lesson. We hope to teach you um, the reason why, and it's found in this, this little statement here. Principles and foundations are critical to family formation. You might know them as boundaries. You might know them as reasoning. You might want to know it as giving them the why. Um, I want to put it in these words. Um, it's, it's understanding what it means to have um, decided principles in your family mm. that ha- are based off of foundational beliefs about your family that gives you an answer to come from that. Mm. Now, listen, I already, I already admitted, I've said because I said so. There are going to be times when you're just like, you know what? You don't need any more reasons. Like, you just need to obey. And you say that. 
But for the most part, the reason why we do say that is because we don't really have any other place to draw an answer from. Yeah. So, you know, Rain and I were talking earlier about sort of why I wrote this, and we were talking about ministry and how the Lord's training up a lot of young um, future ministers around us here at Waterstone. And we've been in ministry, if you will, so long that we're often like, we, we think they understand, like, what it means to do ministry. And she's like, no, they really just don't have a, a basis, a base of reference, a frame of reference, a reference point to, to sort of pull from. So we have to pause if you will, and explain the ministry environment, the ministry why, the ministry culture, so they'll understand the ministry how. And I thought, wow, that's why we don't say, because I said so. Um, Because doing that, just sort of, as you said it, Rand, can I just go ahead and steal your thunder? Go ahead. (laughs) No, you say it. What does it do? When we do that, what happens? I don't know. I'm not sure where you're going with this. You said it it just it stops trust. It, it, it stops trust. It yeah. does. And so and it stops the conversation yeah. and it and it stops the development process. Yes, that's what you said. Because yeah. conflict these small situations are opportunities. Mm, right. Um, sandpaper situations for molding. Right. And many times we stop that process just in our own quickness in our own shortness, that yeah. we forget that right. there is a long-term goal right. in mind. Right. So whenever we come back with, because I said so, mm. you know, there there's no development there. Right. And um, not that they, of course, yes, out of authority, we want them to listen to what the Lord has planned. Right. And the Lord's guidelines. Right. And they're not optional. He calls us to obedience. Right. And many times we forget that we're helping our kids get to that point to want to be obedient to the Lord the first time and to be sensitive to that. But we do have to have that um, posture in order to be able to reflect and so that they can earn our trust that whenever we say no, they're like, you know what? Mom and dad's right. Yeah. Usually yeah. whenever they say no for a reason right. or they have this planned for my best interest. Right. Well, you have to store that up in their heart. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Sure. I mean, that's that's exactly what you you said. So, okay, let's revisit something. And then I want to use an illustration throughout the teaching that I'll hope um, constantly remind us of this. Our children, when they are born to us, they are given emotions by God. Yes. Like our children are not born emotionless, yeah. and then all of a sudden at certain ages they get them. Mm. No, they're born with emotions. But here's the way I explain it. They're born with an ocean of emotions. Yes. But they start out at the bottom of the ocean. Yes. Yeah. Like, it's, <laughs> like they're overwhelmed by it. Yeah. And they literally are like, how do I navigate these these deep waters. I just texted somebody as mm. you're going through the waves of life today. There you go. You know, I pray that you can get some solid ground underneath your feet. Yes. You know, even as these waves are going by. Yes. You know, so yeah, they're very timely. So in, in some sense, here's what you have to do. You have to think about this um, a little bit in reverse. So when your child becomes old enough to take swimming lessons, they typically start them out in the shallow end with an instructor holding them. Yeah. Now, there's both of that. Like, you and I have to learn how to uh, pull our kids out of the deep end, yeah. bring them to the shallow, hold them as an instructor, mm. 
and help them navigate. But when I just simply say, because I said so, what we're doing is we're expecting them to navigate these deep waters or these new waves without some form of instruction. Yes. Wow. Okay. So for our kids to become emotionally healthy adults one day, they need to know how to process what they're feeling. Yes, very much so. Now, we know feelings are often liars. Feelings aren't always accurate. Feelings can be great um, deceivers, but nonetheless, God gave them to us for to be used in great ways, to interpret Him, to experience Him, to worship Him. Yeah. But if they don't know how to process feelings, they don't know how to interpret Him, worship Him, listen to Him, but they also don't know how to handle uh, a classmate. Yeah. Yes. They don't know how to handle things like um, put on sunscreen, I don't want to. Uh, well, you're going to get burnt. What does that mean? Like from simple things, br- brush your teeth. I don't want to brush my teeth. Why should I brush my teeth? Because I said so. Yeah. Well, I don't want to. Okay. Well, all that is saying is like, tell me the why. Like, why do I need to brush my teeth? And so anyway, back to principles and foundations. So here's what we need to understand. Let's revisit this. Your children are born with emotions, but it is an ocean of emotion. And we have to help bring them up to the shallow end and teach them how to swim. So that's the analogy, swimming, that we're going to use for the remainder of our time during during this episode. But listen, please listen to this. I think this was a James Dobson statement years ago. He said, developing well is dependent upon handling distress. Mm. Hmm. What a great statement. Yeah. Developing wellness is dependent upon handling distress. Like, I mean, think about when when you do something accidentally, like um, you stub your foot on a chair. Mm. Like emotional wellness is dependent upon me not throwing the chair. Yes, very much so. Or speaking in a foreign language. Yes. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like when we do that. So that's a simple illustration of what that statement means. So here's what we have to do. Moms and dads, we have to learn how to establish principles and foundations. Mm. Why? Because these are tools that are necessary to guide the kids um, as they make their way to the surface. Yeah. Okay, that's what principles and foundations are. Remember, Mom and Dad, principles and and foundations are things that are known, things that are stated, things that you draw from when your child is put in a situation where they're learning how to process obedience, Mm. where they're learning how to process responsibility, where they're learning how to process life. If, if you don't have something to draw from, then you're naturally going to say, because I said so. Yeah. Right. That's just naturally comes out. All right. So let's, let's just talk about this. What does this mean? So using the illustration of a child swimming. Now, Raina, I'm really relying on you because you were the only one in this room that was a lifeguard. Woo! Yeah. I thought it was um, kind of interesting because you have um, begin to see your child as underwater and in need of a lifeguard. Approach them as if they have never been swimming before. And I yeah. think of that basic principle whenever, you know, there's somebody and they're drowning or they're active or panicking. You have to not approach them and go right in first. You have to first de-escalate the the challenge that's in front of you. Like, calm down. I'm here. Because you can't go in and grab them because they're going to pull you down as well. And so, yes, emotionally, we can go downhill our own emotions unless we're prepared. Come on. And, you know, have the tools in our toolbox 
on how to, you know, go into the conversation. Yes. Because if not, it's that struggle and both of you are going down and nobody wins. And don't you like as a lifeguard, you're basic. you just said it, but I'm just going to reiterate it. You're trained that when you approach that person that's in distress. Yes. You're trained to tell them um, if we don't calm down, we're both going down in a sense. Very much so. Wow. Yeah, and it's like, if not, you know, you have to kind of go in and do this whatever cross-chest carry or whatever. And um, yes, for me, (laughs) the funny story backstory is I was a little bitty 15-year-old getting my (laughs) lifeguard lesson. And it was an Army guy, a guy had just gotten out, Yeah, you know, very rough guy. I had to go down, grab him and bring him back. But I grabbed him and... Very tightly, yeah. you know, to say, you're coming with me because I'm going to pass this test. Yeah. And sometimes you feel like that as a parent. You're yes. like, all right, I'm going to have to go in yeah. because I know we got to pass this test yes. and we're going right now. Yes. You know, but the best way to do it and for their own health and, and safety is to be able to have that conversation, to be able to de-escalate, yes. and then to draw them in to safety yeah. yes. and to be understand, like, are you okay? Yes. Let's compress this. Yeah. How did you even get in this situation? Great questions. Okay, so that's what I was going to do, and you helped set that up. Let's back out of the water illustration, but keep that in our mind. Okay. So you're in the room. And you're like, you need to do this. And they're like, I don't want to do that. And you're like, because I said so. What do you do? So using the illustration of the water, let's repeat this. You have When your child expresses such distress or frustration or uncertainty, you have to have the mindset to see them as a lifeguard. You're, You're the lifeguard, and they are in distress at that moment. If you can just mentally pause and picture that, it will help you slow down and then approach them as if they've never been swimming before. Mm-hmm. Like your child has never experienced it. And like Raina said so well, if you just go in without that, then you're going to be like, blah, with them. And both of y'all are going down in flames because you're yeah. both going, because I said so, I don't want to, because I said so, I don't want to. Mm. And there's not a long-term success rate. You know, that right. child, you know, um, goes through this process one time after another, or just you come in and just solve the situation. Right. They never get the critical thinking skills of being able to manage their own emotions. Come on. So later on in life, they are so like self-absorbed. And whenever conflict occurs, they get their feelings hurt or they don't feel like they measure up. They automatically tank. Right. There's nothing to be able to look outside of them for security, life preserver. Like everyone's against me, nobody's getting that. I'm Come drowning. On. Yeah. Come on. You know, so they're not able to, you know, how to self actualize and be able to process through it. Yes. Just because of our process early on in life. Yes. Come on. That's a whole nother episode, but that is so accurate. Yeah. Okay, so hopefully you have the understanding right now to that principle attached to an illustration. So with that understanding and that illustration, let me give you what um, what I consider to be principles and foundations. All right, remember, having known, stated, fleshed out uh, principles, boundaries, foundations, understanding, having that mm. is the key to helping your child become more effective. Without that, then you will just naturally say, because I said so, again, because you have no 
other reference point to pull from. Mm. All right, so let me give you some basic parenting principles. Care, like you're my child and I'm going to care for you. Consistency, there's so much about your child that is inconsistent because they've never been there before, so you're supposed to be the consistent force, if you will, presence in their life. Choices, they don't know what it means to make choices. They don't even know life is made of choices. Mm. They just point, like watching little Benjamin. He just points, take me there, give me that. Like yeah. right now, that's good communication. When he walks into a room and he sees a blender, he wants a smoothie. <laughs> <laughs> when he walks into a room and sees a banana, he wants a banana. Oh yeah, <laughs> Jacob, you could go on and on. What else? I mean, you drums, know, guitar, guitar. <laughs> he likes a lot of things, <laughs> but he has no idea that um, that's a choice. Like, Correct. We can't run to the guitar right now because we're going to go have dinner. Yeah. Or he doesn't know that. Like yeah. he, he, can't, he, he, he can't even pronounce the word yet. Yeah. Choices. Here's another one, consequences. Say, okay, they're all the letter C. The vitamin C of parenting is what we did years ago in Expectations Parenting Conference. Care, consistency, choices, and consequences. Mm. All right? Now, those are parenting principles. Let me give you an example. Okay, so why is this a parenting principle? Mm. If you're wanting to, um, if you're wanting to go outside, well, okay, think Florida. Obviously, you're wanting to go outside and you go to the beach, and you tell your your, your child, "Hey, you got to put on sunblock." I don't want to put on sunblock. I hate that stuff. It's nasty and greasy, and I look goofy. Whatever they say, and you're like, "Okay, but you have to put on sunblock. You're going to get burned." I don't want to. Why do I have to? Because I said so. Let's just get to the beach. No, here's what you say. I understand. It's going to take some time out. You may not like it. May feel weird. But at my job as a parent is to care for you. Okay, so we're using the principle of care. It's mm. to care for you. If I let you go out into the sun, the sun will harm you. So you have two options. You can either put on sunblock and play outside of the beach, or you can not put on sunblock and we stay inside. Mm. So that's just a – so you're giving them a principle of care. Does that make sense? Yeah. All right. I, I heard you do all of those in the same thing. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, other than consistency. Well, that's true. I, I guess so. You did. You, you told them your choices, and you told them the consequences. Oh, my gosh. That's brilliant, Jacob. Didn't but. even think of that. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Is that on purpose? But Yeah. <laughs> we may have done it consistently if little Johnny kept pushing the envelope, <laughs> and we had to say it 29 times. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I did not even see that. Okay, so remember, the reason why we're teaching you principles— is because it gives you a reason for the why. Mm. And to Raina's point, it gives them a reason as to why they should trust you, respect you, and follow you because they've not been here before. And you have, and you're their instructor. You're their lifeguard at that moment. Now, here's some other ones, and this is so easy. I say that. It, the, the Ten Commandments are ten of the greatest principles for parenting ever. Mm. Yes. Now, remember, the Ten Commandments aren't just something to hang on your wall. They were actually the battle instructions given by God when they were seated at Mount Sinai. They were for 18 months. They were battle instructions of this is how you're going to go into the new land, and this is how you're going to be successful. Trust me, basically, like the first five are about God, and the last five are about our relationship to man, and a lot of them include family, father and mother, Right, uh, obey your father and mother. The days will be long on the earth. Respect one another. Like the that those those uh, principles are still some of the most powerful ten parenting principles you can use today. Yeah, and it gives you a reason why. Like to Raina's point, eventually you want your child to wake, uh, grow up, 
And from learning to respect you as their authority, they learn to uh, expect God and receive God as their authority. Yeah. Okay. So those are some parenting principles. Now let me give you some parenting foundations. These, you're going to listen to these and you're going to go, oh my gosh, why didn't I think of that? It's just because it's just that simple, right? It's not like um, rocket science. Okay. But number one, you want them to have respect for parental authority. Mm. So thankful that Raina said that right off the bat because that's just right there. They they need to understand that you are the one that is showing them. Now, hang on, stop. Can we pause there? This is, by the way, why your children push back against your commands. Because they are the first, potentially first institution, formation, organization, individual where they're learning what authority means. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's why they're going to push back. They don't know. They don't know they're not supposed to. They don't know. All they heard was you speak something, so now they think, well, I can speak back. And then you're like, well, you don't do that, son. No, no, no. They don't know that. Yeah. But it's in this conversation of uh, because I said so, I don't want to. This is why you have to reframe it because they're learning from talking to you. Oh, there's a thing called authority, mm. and I have to respect that. Mm. So when I go to school and I have a teacher, oh, when one day I drive and someone pulls me over, oh, wow, right? Or when I read the Word of God and God says do this, and God doesn't say because I said so. <laughs> he get he God also gives you the why, right? So so here's some parenting foundations. Uh, there you need to establish respect for parental authority in the house. First time obedience. Yeah. Whole another episode, but one, those are many reasons why you should not count down. Mm-hmm. One, two. No, it's first time obedience. You don't do that. Okay, I love you more than I love what you do. Mm. So that's teaching your child that your love for them is not conditional upon how well they behaved. Yeah, um, you love them no matter how good or bad they behave. You just don't like maybe the behavior at that moment. That's a parenting foundation. Mm. Trust God. We want our children to trust God. Eventually, uh, we want our children to um, to. Uh, to learn this principle, permission and privilege always follows obedience and commitment. Mm. In other words, we would say things like this. You can go spend the night at your friend's house if these things have been demonstrated. Now, that's mm. not saying I approve of you because you're doing these things. That's just saying like, no, you're rewarded based upon the fulfillment of these tasks because there's a respect for parental authority. Mm. Um, here's another uh, parenting foundation. We should always choose and communicate that we choose purpose over perfection. Yeah, like we're not expecting our children to be perfect. Yeah, uh, we understand that you're going to fail, and as even you tell you tell your kids, like we're going to fail as parents. Like we may we've never had a kid before, and even if you have eight kids, you've never had a kid like that eighth kid because each child is different. So we're choosing purpose over over perfection, mercy over judgment, and love over bitterness. These are just some some parenting principles. Now, why do we give this? Because without them, you don't have a reason for the request. Like, why should I do this? I don't want to do this. You don't have an aim for the task. You don't have a hope beyond the chore. And listen, a purpose for the development. I mean, yep. none of us like to be told, go do the dishes. And, you know, Rain and I both, I think we've, we've always been on the same page. Like, we don't like... You know, dishes sitting around too long and laundry sitting around too long. Like we both have been on that same page. Neither one of us have been where, you know, one of us sort of rejects that and it makes the other one work harder than. Like that's always been a priority of ours. But we don't like to do that. I mean, I'm tired, you're tired, but we come in and we do it. Well, your kids don't know that just yet. 
they don't know that there's a reason why we ask you to do those things. And so it's teaching them like uh, there, there's a purpose beyond the task. There, there's a hope beyond what I'm asking you to do. Well, and just explaining to them the bigger picture, like, you know, I explained to the girls, I want you to learn how to do this now. Mm. So whenever you are married, it's not so laborsome on you because mm. yeah. already it's so hard to, you know, graduate college and then all of a sudden be adulting, yep. house management, home management, job management. And if you have certain habits that are already just instinctive for you of organizing, preparing before the trip, keeping your room organized, being able to find things, that's just going to be so much easier on you in life because you started out with those little foundations and allowing them to project manage within your home. That is a great place for them to learn those things because there may be times where they can't just go wherever they want to go. Right. And they're going to be in a marriage to where they have to stop, mow the yard, get some other things done before they go and do that something extra. 100%. So those little habits that they start way back as a child, you know, goes into marriage, whether sure. they like it or not. If they're used to just playing video games at home, they're going to have a harder time in marriage to follow through on those basic principles and to have that drive to do the little extra. Right. You know, so we try to start young and understanding the why behind it, that you're not doing it just to to harm them. I, I think of the little boy across the street. We have three boys across the street. This this kid, he is amazing. He can mow, <laughs> run an edger, do everything. And what? Did he start at like eight? Yeah, I was going to say, I think it was like eight or nine. He's only about maybe 10 or 11. Yes. So we've watched him for the last two years do this. Yes, and it's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I mean, he can walk backwards, you know, cutting the edge. He's got yeah. the glasses on. He mows the neighbor's yard. Yeah. But it's just sad to say because you don't see as much of that um, nowadays. But sure. they entrusted him at a very young age. I mean, even the three-year-old is running the blower. Yeah. Right. And it's just so cute because they're just showing them basic principles at right. such a young age, and they can handle it. Yeah. Right. Many times we think they can't handle it, just let me do it. Right. And we're fi- we're seeing the repercussions in some of the, the self-worth Right. That some of these kiddos have, because yeah. sometimes there's a pushback of, why do you want me to follow you? Well, it's all out of insecurity that yeah. I'm not good enough. Yeah. So they have to make sure they have those independent skills set in place so they can know that they can follow through. No matter if they get harped on or not, right. I'm still good enough. I, yeah. I know God made me. Yeah. I know that my parents trust me in this, even though I don't do it perfect. Right. And yeah, it's, it's funny you share that illustration because they are some of the most confident, courageous, mm. secure little boys. Like they they come out like the garage door goes up and dad's in the garage like watching, yes. but he's not out there. Like they're just, and they're some of the most confident young boys. I remember watching him one time and he obviously, he hit something like it was like, you know, and dad didn't panic, just went out there and he's like, yeah, it'll be all right. Like he chose just to be like, all right, you're, I get it. You're yeah. this age. And to, so to your point, it's teaching them, you know, um, security, like you're seeing, that's why we give principles and foundations on that. That's yeah. a great illustration. I was also going to say that. 
like what you were saying, it allows them to mess up early. Yes. Yes. And it not be such a big deal. Yes. And them to learn, okay, it's okay to mess up. And right. that's another lesson in itself. Yeah. But, so when you just simply say, because I said so. Yeah. That short circuits it. Yeah. They don't even get there. No. They miss out on so, so true, much. Jacob. Yeah, that's perfect. Great points, great illustrations. Well, you know, here's what sort of the Smith household um, prayed, prays for. Um, I don't know that we've ever ne- necessarily wrote them down, but just taking a mental journey back. Um, this is what this is a, a sample list of principles and foundations. So we all obviously prayed for our girls to have love and obedience to God mm. in some yes. form or another. <laughs> I want them to love my Jesus is what I used yeah. to always say. Yeah. Their own personal relationship with Christ. Right. Number two, we, we pray for obviously for them to have a good self-image and a sense of self-purpose. Mm. Number three, we pray for an acceptance of responsibilities for the choices made. Mm. Like take responsibility for the choices that you made. This is this, these are principles and found. And again, when you say because I said so, that short circuits the process. Mm. It doesn't allow them to take a responsibility for choices they made, either good or bad. Obviously, we prayed for a biblically-based mental attitude, not just a positive a- attitude. We we pray that they see that their mental attitude is framed immediately based upon the teachings of the Scriptures. Number five, obviously, we pray for them to have a grateful spirit. Six, a, a serving heart. And seven, a life that senses a calling. So in some form or another, these are things that we prayed for, shared, um, you know, with our growth. That's principles and foundations. So here's what that means. If I'm looking at that list and it's sort of ingrained in me, that's who I am, that this is like the the vision, the DNA of our family, then that's how that determines how I respond mm. to my child when yeah. they're underwater. Mm-hmm. Instead of just saying, I said so, you can say, well, honey, that right now is not a serving heart. You know, well, honey, right now that 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 is not accepting responsibility. You're the one that made the choice. You're the one that pushed your sister first. <laughs> you're, yeah. you're the one that said this. And I need you right now to take responsibility for what was said and for what was done. And as a parent, I'm I'm stepping in because that's my role to do that. Well, and what's important also is that acceptance of responsibilities for the choices made. Uh-huh. That's going to gauge differently on each situation. Yeah. Right. Because sometimes you can really see a remorse in a heart. Uh, so you may not have the same consequences there right. for that just because you True. you know, you're reading the heart within that. True. And some people are like, Well, they should have been busted for this and reprimanded yeah. or whatever. And it's like, hey, you weren't in the situation or know where their heart was in that. Right. And establishing that within your family, that just because your sister did this and I disciplined her this way, your discipline may look a little bit different in this situation and your discipline may look different. Because so many times, you know, we can get in those comparison games. And um, I think it's situational, just like Christ is situational with us. Absolutely, yeah. No, you are exactly right. So, you know, hopefully you get a little bit of understanding. We are um, over the next, I, I think, in prayer, over the next two episodes following this, we want to expand more on that. Like, um, what are some what are some examples of principles that parents should teach and how to teach them for a, each age and stage? Mm-hmm. We're going to try to put that together. Um, so we follow up with this. We also want to be able to um, show you how to parent in the present for the future using principles and foundations 
uh, what we just discussed is sort of a framework. So yeah, as as much as you can, try to not say because I said so. Yeah, uh, it short circuits um, certain principles, undermines principles and foundations. It doesn't really give your child an explanation of how to um, swim in the ocean of emotion. You are their lifeguard helping them sort of navigate. Remember, developing wellness is dependent upon how your child is taught to handle distress. Mm. This has been good. Yeah. Yes. Raina, where did you serve as a lifeguard? Oh, my goodness. Where was it? Um, first time I was at the city pool. Okay. South, I think it was called South Euless. Yeah, but we're the, the big theme park. Oh, Wet and Wild. Yeah, Wet and Wild. Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that yeah. was her. So little old Raina pulled a big old army boy out of the water. <laughs> that was just to pass my test. <laughs> so here's my point. You can do it. Yeah. Yeah, you can do it. You get determined, you can do it. You can do it. You might feel like a little weakling as a parent at that moment, and your child yes. may seem like a big old army kid that's bossing <laughs> the way around. But if Raina can pull a big old army dude out. That would sink. He was not buoyant in any fashion. Wow. Wow. You guys can do it. We love you. Hang in there. Work on these areas, principles and foundations. If you don't have them established, borrow from these ones that we gave you because they're biblical. They're cross. Any family can use these. And we love you guys. Praying for you. Right, Raina? Yes. Right, Jacob? Right. (laughs) (laughs) See you guys soon. See ya. Bye.